Hello and welcome to episode four of Pop the Trunk, the podcast where we catch up with fellow marketing and advertising pros. I'm Adam Britton, Managing Director and Creative Director at Manchester-based content specialist Trunk, and on this week's episode, I'll be catching up with writer and performer Adam Woolard. Also known as Shuffle T, he's one of the biggest names in the rap battle scene, having won the UK title several times and performed all over the world. Today, we'll be speaking about how he used this platform to accelerate his own brand, as well as talking through his tips on how to build your personal brand. Cater for everyone. Cater for everyone. <laughs> even northerners. Even, even <laughs> you lot. It's not like every single one has gone, all right, we've had a drink, and now here's £100,000. <laughs> like, it's fine, you're hustling. That's what you need to do. Like, doing that type of stuff is exactly when you're working on your own brand. You need to hustle. Adam, how are you? Yeah, I'm grand, thank you, mate. I'm a happy boy. Had a good morning so far. Had Brilliant. a banana for breakfast. What about you? Nice, nice. Yeah, I'm really well, thank you. Uh, thanks a lot for joining us. That's all right. I just wanted to start off with how it's been for you um, over the last sort of few months, well, six, seven months. Yeah. Obviously, you're working on your own. You know, you're with no team. Um, how have you kind of found it? Um, obviously, first of all, trying to win work and, and keep keep things afloat, but also, yeah. you know, you're sat in a, in a room on your own all day <laughs> you make it sound more depressing <laughs> uh, it's, um, it's, it's been all right like um uh my, my partner's been working from home as well um or, or furloughed through the whole time so i've had someone about mm-hmm. and um and I, i've got my, my manager who you know we sort of have little sort of chats over the phone every couple of days and sort of get things in order and stuff so th- th- that's all right and i'm kind of used to working by myself like you know, I'm primarily a writer mm-hmm. and, um, you know, I'm either working on like a book or working on scripts and working on those kind of things. And they're kind of solitary activities anyway. Like they kind of help me to be by myself. So it's been it's been kind of not too dissimilar to normal life. Right. OK. Uh, yeah. For me, it's it, the, the winning the work has been really difficult. Um, mm. You know, just obviously like things kind of shut down for the first um, first few months of it and then sort of slowly building back up now mm-hmm. um, you know it's always been kind of tricky to to again win work and stuff but um, I remember the first when we first went into the lockdown I had about two or three jobs that if I'd got they would have just carried me through the whole of lockdown and basically into the end of the year if I'd got wow. them there's about three jobs in a row and, and they all just kind of fell through on the same same few days, which was just like devastating. Yeah, um, you hear it so much, don't you, at the moment? Yeah, you know, you're yeah. not alone in that. 100%, no, it's the same story wherever you go. Mm. Just uh, sort of opportunities that, it, it seems like it was going better than usual for everyone this year. <laughs> like yeah. just to highlight yeah. the, the, the crash that comes <laughs> after it. Yeah, everyone had the best February ever. <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> sky high but like it's, it's, it's just one of those things like um you know uh, i think it's it's it could have been a lot worse and like i say i've got a partner who's on who's you know furloughed for yeah. most of that time so we've had a bit of support there and bits and pieces come and go but i mean in terms of how i've been working in it I, i've actually kind of not hated it that much i kind of like working in 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 solitude kind of thing sure have you used it for your advantage so with with us at trunk we've we've 
definitely you know it's been tough don't get me wrong and you know we've certainly lost work because of it but also it's it's given me the opportunity for the first time in the four years that we've been running trunk to actually take a step back analyze what we're doing you know what where do we want to go where you know how are we going to do it i'm you know for 364 days a year you know take christmas day off um i'm I'm working (laughs) i'm working in the business you know i'm never i never get a chance to work on the business you know and and kind of take take two steps back analyze it from a helicopter view and kind of go right how you know you constantly go we want to grow we want to grow and yeah we want to do this and we want to make the best tv adverts in the world how are we going to get there? You know, yeah. well, grit and determination only gets you so far. Um, actually having a bit more of a strategy, having this time to allow us to make a bit more of a strategy has actually been really, really beneficial for us because we have been a, a little bit quieter. You know, it's actually allowed me to go, who are the right people that we need to get in? We've now got made some really, really, really great hires. Mm. Um, and I actually feel like we're, we're in the strongest position we've ever been. Um, yeah. you know, th- even stronger than that great February that we did have, you know, seven, <laughs> seven months later. Which was, that was <laughs> Oh, don't get much better than that. <laughs> um, but you know, we're, we're now in, in October, November time and yes, we're not turning over as much money as we were. However, the, the, the team we've got is certainly stronger. The yeah. proposition we've got is certainly stronger. We've defined our proposition, um, would you feel like it's the same for you? You've kind of had to, more time to work on your own personal brand or? There's definitely similarities. Like I, I, I've, you know, for for a while, I've been sort of like doing the same kind of thing for a long time and hoping that it just slowly gets a bit better each year and hoping that sort of like the the, the, the volume of jobs that come through is slightly higher. But it's, it's, it's kind of what you say about personal brand is quite right, actually. Like it's taken this time for me to realize that everything that I need to be doing is kind of a lot longer term than Uh I've been doing before. You know, obviously I have to get short term stuff to pay rent and, and things like that. But ultimately like there's a lot of things that I've been putting off for years that for the first time I've got, I've actually got somewhere and that's, um, you know, things like making, making music for the first time and making like a, a, a mixtape, which is something I, you know, again, that's an advert, you know, if, if you can, if you can get something out. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, uh, Check out my latest mixtape. <laughs> this is the perfect audience for it as well. I mean, <laughs> and, um, uh, so I started like a podcast and started like work on the on the next book that I'm working on and, and things like that. So I think there was just like a lot of things that are long term that I hadn't thought to do because I'd been too busy focusing on short term things. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so I think the development of the brand is something that I've been meaning to to work on for ages. And it did have a beneficial effect, like even doing the podcast, which was a relatively short-term thing that goes into long-term. Mm. Like doing that, I saw a spike of sales in the books, um, in, in, in my books. So like that's had an immediate knock-on effect, which has been really positive and Great. stopped it for a bit. And then I'm going to bring it back. And I sort of know that that's a te- uh, you know, weapon in my arsenal now that I can bring back any time if I want to sort of like bring more attention to myself. And it's all about, you know, <laughs> as my teachers realized, it's all about bringing attention to yourself and like making, making yourself the loudest person in the room. Yeah. Um, and so I'm just focusing on, on doing that really. And so you mentioned the book that, do you want to tell us a little more about the book? Obviously yes, I do. I've, 
<laughs> um, obviously, I've, I've got a copy. I was one of the first on the on the, on the pre-orders. Um, but you, uh, yeah, do you want to tell us a little more about that and what and what your plans oh, are? This thing, this whole puppy here. Uh, yeah, sure, man. Well, I mean, um, this is uh, the Advanced Rhyming Dictionary, which is a rhyming dictionary, and it's the um, it's the first of its kind in that it's. Uh, the only one to have like multi-syllabic rhymes within it. And that's the kind of rhymes that you get in like modern rap and sort of spoken word poetry and things like that. Um, I started working on it in 2012. And then I met uh, my friend who's the co-author, uh, Jamie Belize, who um, uh, did, you know, huge amounts for it as well in 2014. And we've been working on it for about seven years. Wow. And we got it out last year. Mm. Um, and in fact, it's, it's not a dissimilar kind of situation because last year I was uh, made redundant from from a job that I had mm-hmm. uh, doing script writing. And that was the first time that I was like, you know, I've got I've got a couple of months before or a month or so before I jump into another job. Yeah. Let's just work as hard as I can on this, which is a long term thing um to get it finally finished because it was one of those things that i've been working on like i say for so many years and it, it just kept getting to the point where it was an odd thing i got i got i finished it or we finished it and then all of a sudden i was like oh wait the stuff at the beginning actually is nowhere near as good as where right. i am at now so then i'd start yeah. again it's like painting the fourth bridge you get to the end and then you go oh actually and, and that happened yeah. again and again mm. and then <clears throat> at the end of it it was just like look, you just got to do it now. You just got yeah. to actually get it out. That's the most important thing. So mm-hmm. spent a few months working on it, getting it sort of um, finessed. And um, luckily drew the attention of a um, an investor who is now my manager, um, mm-hmm. Kay Lee. And she basically was able to finance the whole thing. And that's that it started yeah last october is when when we got it out and like i say that's become like doing that for me you know for for people who don't know who i am there's probably none everyone knows (laughs) like i you know i do script writing i do a bit of presenting a bit of acting and Mm -hmm. a bit of uh rap performance Mm -hmm. and you know so it's like a fairly eclectic kind of mix and although I'm really proud of the rap stuff that I've done and the rap performing and, and where I am in that world, it doesn't give you the platform as well, isn't it? It's, it's definitely given a platform a hundred percent, you know, all, all of the jobs I've had basically since I started that mm-hmm. are, are essentially from, from the, the rap performing and stuff. However, it's kind of hard to say to people, Oh, I'm a writer and I do this and I do this. And also I do rap. It kind of, can have the opposite effect of what you want it's not it doesn't seem like another string to your bow it's like all right so you're silly you you do silly things like silly rap and so the book actually helps legitimize that like you know it makes it show that it's not just something that oh yeah i'm also a rapper and i'm just that guy from your town who does the the rap and Mm. i've also got you know a book out which is so so what you're saying is you released a book to allow people to take you seriously then yeah exactly and it hasn't worked it hasn't worked <laughs> so the the book is how how has it gone in terms of well in terms of sales um has it gone better what you thought you know or definitely better than i thought I, I, at this point where we're at now i thought we would have sold about uh 500 and we've sold mm. double that wow um, that's amazing in just under a year which is really good yeah because i mean we've had no 
publishing you know we've had yeah. uh, no sorry yeah, no yeah. pr or, or anything mm. like that we've mm-hmm. had no no real marketing about it apart from what we've done organically so i've um <clears throat> since the start i started doing a um again it's all based around rhymes and things like that so i started doing a daily rhyme challenge mm-hmm. on all my social media uh, which got loads of people involved and every single time i said who won the challenge there was an advert for the book and the challenge itself was an advert for the book and it used examples from the book a lot of the time and, you know, things like that. And so then I was also doing the podcast over lockdown and that was all about rhyme and talking to different rappers and things like that. And, you know, we're not getting huge numbers on these things. It's not massive, mm-hmm. massive numbers of involvement. Sure. But what it does make is a community, which is the most important thing, I think, in PR and in branding yeah. and things like that is establishing a place where people go to get their fix of that thing. And so as soon as you've made that, if that's relevant to your product, then you've kind of, you've kind of done it. Like it's, it's no question that people would buy that book because mm-hmm. you've made a place where you'd almost feel out of place if you hadn't, you know, you'd, you'd, you'd need it in order to, to, to have a lot of things contextualized. Exactly. And it, yeah, it's, it's almost the in joke, isn't it? You know, if you're, if you're, if you're, if you love a podcast or if you love the, um, the little bits of, on social that you're doing every day, mm. if you don't read the book, you almost don't get it. Yeah. Um, yeah. To get that context. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so I think, I think that's basically what, uh, you know, the best kind of, marketing is and, and that's why social media is actually a really good place for for that kind of you know advertisement when, when you haven't got a bigger machine behind you to pump that out mm. all you really do is create these little pockets of the internet that are really friendly and really accepting and really warm and really helpful you know at, at the beginning there was lots of like people going oh don't be stupid that doesn't rhyme and that you know that doesn't work and this you know kind of getting at it really aggressively and after a while it's become much more like comforting and people are people are much more explained you know they want to explain it to other people that they want to welcome them in and make sure that they do understand it and again it's that community feel yeah giving giving loads of things out for free in the assumption that people might go well you've given me a, a rhyming challenge every day, which is like, you know, their equivalent of a Sudoku or a crossword in the morning. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll buy this guy's book. It's, it's almost <laughs> self-policing, isn't it? You know, but when you yeah. create that community, you almost don't need an admin. No, because, yeah. Because, because the community is almost the admin. They're explaining it to people and they're inviting people in yeah. um, to take part every day, which is great. And then recently you've also done the, um, you have to remind me what it's called, the word explanation of, of certain words which... oh yeah the um I was, I was calling it let's talk words i think mm-hmm. and um yeah it's just another another sort of thing you know it's, it's kind of one step detachment from from the book but again it's all about words and it was sort of like going through the etymology of words and the history of phrases and origins and things like that and um i've always been really interested in those things you know kind of everyone is it's it kind of mm. like one of those things that like you can't not be interested in the history of a word if someone tells you one interesting yeah you'll probably not find it boring you know it's kind of like greek mythology have you got an example off, off the top of your head so that people can um, kind of understand what we're talking about yeah so there was um there was a there was a really nice like uh bite-sized one a little while ago when the curfews were going on um and you know you had to be home by a certain time and and someone i found out somewhere that um curfew was a french word 
for uh, cur means to cover and the few is like few from fume which means fire and so it means cover fire which doesn't make much sense at first but then the explanation behind it is that when it got to a certain time of night back in back in the day in the olden <laughs> days people would have to manually cover the fire of the lamplights and right. that would show that it was too late to be out so because it was all dark you'd have to be home before cover fire home right. before curfew and yeah. so it's like it's like little word journeys like that little like stories yeah, yeah. behind the words that are really nice and like it's always nice to find out that you know you use a french word every day and you didn't realize it was french or yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, those kind of things and there are hundreds of those kind of stories and again they're all linked to a love of language and a love of language goes to so many different directions and again can lead back to the uh to the book which mm -hmm. after a while i started saying you know this is a good book to have if you're a writer or a rapper or a poet but then after a while i was like well if you love language then you'll like the book because it's just about like it's another facet of language that you might not mm -hmm. understand that you mm -hmm. can introduce yourself to so then when that message got broader the marketing could be a bit broader as well mm-hmm in terms of people who've been purchasing the book, is it usually individuals or, you know, because for, for me, if that was in every school, it's perfect, isn't it? Because it's it's allowing children from a young age to, it's, it's not about, yeah, I want to read this book because I want to be a rapper. You know, it's about actually learning, as, as you rightly say, it's, it's about learning a new style of, of, of speaking and writing, whatever it might be, and, and actually realising, wow, that word does rhyme with that one, and you didn't even realise it. Yeah. And it's, it's been a lot of individuals. Uh, I say largely individuals because I'm sort of like, you know, working specifically through my fan base at the moment, you mm. know, the, the, the small amount of people who have sort of followed my career in rapping and stuff. It's usually mm -hmm. those people. Mm -hmm. Um but we have definitely had um, a couple of people who do sort of workshops buying, you know, a, a bunch in order to get some workshops in prisons, I think, you know, taking, really taking well. yeah, and getting, you know, as part of the rehabilitation process, talking people through like poetry and rap mm. writing and things like that. And they said it was very helpful there. We've also had a couple of teachers who have expressed an interest. I think it's just been very difficult, especially recently to get a big budget into a school to, to sort of like, you know, uh, get a bunch of books in that they're not entirely, you know, aware of. It's kind of a gamble for them, which I understand. But, mm. but one of one of the most interesting things is um, that I've had feedback-wise is that it's helped some young people learning about pronunciation because although, you know, kids learn words very quickly, but they don't always understand the, the relationship between words and, and the pronunciation of how they, you know, how they should consistently be said. And also that's true with second language students, you know, if people learning English as a second language, then you, you can see and say the words, uh, but often you won't be picked up on pronunciation because you're basically saying it right enough and that's okay yeah. for now. Mm -hmm. And so this, this book, you know, does help with ideas of, you know, oh, this word rhymes with that word. Oh, I never realized that. That means it's, that means that's pronounced like that. Even right. yesterday, I, I put something out just on, on, I'm doing a rhyme of the day as well. And I had um, Little Boy and Sigmund Freud was the, mm -hmm. was the rhyme of the day because he worked with little boys a lot of the time for like the dream analysis. And someone said, oh, I've been saying Freud. I've been saying Sigmund Freud. Right, yeah. Uh, and it is, uh, so from the right, from the fact that it rhymes, he was like, oh, that, that rhymes with now I know. Boy yeah, and Freud. Yeah. So it's yeah. things like that. It, 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 it does have sort of like, unexpected knock-on effects for, for, yeah. for people. How, how has it been in terms of the 
north-south divide. Obviously, you're southern. I'm northern. <laughs> we say things differently. You know, you say Bath, I say yeah. Bath. You say Castle, I say Castle. So in terms of when you're writing it, you have to consider that as well. Yeah, it was actually, it was something that took way too long for me to figure out or try and figure mm. out. And then my partner, and my romantic partner, mm. um, not my business partner, um, mm-hmm. just, just had the most simple solution ever which I was really, frankly, annoyed I didn't think of myself. But I, I, was, I was thinking of all these different ideas of like different keys. And, and then she was just like, well, and I'll get an example up here. There's a lot of writing on these because I've been trying to change them. But like, for example, here, I don't know if you'll be able to pick it up, but here it says um, bird bath first class. And then the rhymes continue here. Word art surcharge first half. Now in my accent they all rhyme bird bath mm-hmm. and first scarf but you would presumably say bird bath and first scarf mm-hmm. and so all we do is we put the ones that change here mm-hmm. and then there's a little thing that says c e a c uh ah right but then that takes you back to a different scheme mm-hmm. where it would go bird bath first class third act lure pack work plan and it would right. continue on your accent but if yeah. you didn't have that, then it just continues normally. So it's so simple. Yeah, and again, cater, like, cater for everyone. Cater for everyone. <laughs> Except the, the thing even is, borderless. even even <laughs> you lot. Like, the funny thing is that, like you know, the, the places this is sold most is in the UK. So like London, Manchester, and America are the bit three biggest yeah. places. And obviously, you know that. I think more people have bought it who have your accent than mine. Right. You know, because right. in America, the same thing happens with Bath, you know. Um, yeah. But there's this, the, the, the thing I didn't realise, and, you know, the thing we're hoping to, to sort of do in the, in the second edition, which we, we might be doing next year, is that there's, you know, that's just one of a million things that change. Mm. You know, like um, there was a whole bit in there, you know, when you think of the American accent, there's one that's um, Charlie Horse and Martin Shaw. So it's art and awe. But then when you think of how an American would say that, let's say Charlie Horse and Martin Shaw. Mm. They're like horse and Shaw, like that, that assonance doesn't work at all. There's no relationship between those two sounds. So then you've got to put that in a separate bit. Mm. And then before you know it, there's basically something for everything. In terms of your own brand, so in terms of your, you know, you've discussed kind of your activity on social, you've discussed mm-hmm. your podcast. Um, how have you, over, over the years of, of kind of doing what you do, you've, you've obviously worked with a lot of great people. Um, I remember a few years ago, you were, you were helping James Corden out on, on his show when he, was, when he came over to the UK. Yeah. Um, you know, you've worked with some of the most famous people in the world. Um, from there, how have you kind of made the most of those connections so that, you know, without it kind of being, oh, I know that guy, but you don't ever really want to do anything on it because you feel either yeah. cheeky or you, you know, you, you feel a bit like you're, um, you're selling out almost maybe, I don't know, but how have you found that? Well, something I definitely found within the industry of like the, it, within within the world of like competitive battle rap, which is quite specific, I'll admit. Um, but there, there's a lot of people who like when they get some kind of recognition from you know a celebrity or someone very influential in the world, it it just stays as that. It's like oh this 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 person's recognised me. How cool is that retweet? 
to yeah. put on my social media. I basically everyone who's ever interacted with me in any way, I've always just first thing I basically say is like, let's meet up for a drink and have a chat. And then that has always led to a longer lasting relationship, um, which, you know, hasn't, it's not like every single one has gone, all right, we've had a drink and now here's a hundred thousand pounds. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know, what, what has happened is that I've been able to utilize, you know, advice from people who are literally at the top of their game, you know, mm. and, and, and mentoring that I wouldn't be able to get really anywhere else. And, and also, you know, I do think that they're, they're kind of like, if, if, if I'm kind of waiting for when to bring up an investment opportunity as well, you know, like mm. the, I feel like these, these people who, you know, you don't, you don't want to just say, can I have some money? Sure. You know, tempting as that would be, but you want yeah. to be able to, you know, cultivate a relationship so that one day you can go now that I've got you, you know, yeah. here's this idea that I've been playing with for 10 years, which I really think would be amazing. I just need a little help to get it off the ground. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's, that's something that you can easily, you know, do there. So I think, I think it's all about utilizing those, those relationships and nothing makes a relationship last or long as, as long as it can mm-hmm. than just becoming friends with that person. And, you know, just establishing a relationship where you are mates. Yeah. I think, I think that's great advice for people who are, they don't necessarily have to be doing the same thing you're doing, you know, but no. anyone who's almost a freelancer or they're, um, yeah, essentially working on their own brand yeah. and they are their own brand. I think it's great advice that you don't just say, Oh, thanks to X verified account on Twitter and move yeah. on from it. You do try to kind of grab, grab the ball with, you know, by both horns and kind of, um, yeah, use that relationship for your advantage. I think some people, may look at that and go, why, why is he asking me? Why, why is he asking for a drink? He's only, he's only said X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Well, actually that person that's thinking like that probably has a full-time job. Yeah. <laughs> and probably sat there, you know, at the end of the month, knowing that they're, that they're going to get a wage. Um, whereas actually doing that and taking a, taking a reference from, um, from, um, extras Ricky Gervais's extras when he walks into the you know to his cabin and he, he asks him for a for for a, for a few lines you know and he you think yeah. it's um it's not Serena McKellen it's um Patrick Stewart Patrick he's Stewart. like it's fine you're hustling that's yeah. what you need to do like doing that type of stuff is exactly when you're working on your own brand you need to hustle and yeah, you need and to be out there and you you kind of have to you know not be so proud and and like pe- people just kind of assume and i've been there as well you know the only reason i know this is because i i did it as well but people just assume that jobs are going to fall into your lap and that word's going to get around that you're really good and it doesn't matter mm. how good you are unless mm. you're either making loads and loads of stuff and people are able to see it or you're making connections and you know the whole it's not who you know it's uh, it's not you know what is the phrase? <laughs> Probably won't say that one. <laughs> <laughs> but people say it's, it's all about who you know, right? That's the yeah. Right. <laughs> Not who you know. Right. It's, um, it's about who you know. But that doesn't need to be a seedy sentiment, as a lot of people see it. People see it as like, oh, you know, oh, it's all who you know, isn't it? So it's all connections and things like that. But that doesn't imply that it has to be based on like nepotism or anything. It just means that like, if you form a relationship with someone who's making jobs that fit your description, then make friends with them because they'll probably Mm. think of you first. And, you know, 
it's, it's not dishonest. It's just, uh, it's just, it's just part of it. It's just, you know, it's what you need to do. And like I say, jobs don't fall into your lap. I always used to get, you know, my, my dad, you know, has, has always kind of like worked freelancing for himself and, and stuff. And um, I always used to think it was so weird when he said things like, you know, he's out of work, but uh, you know, I've got, I've got connections. I've got people I've known. And I always thought, you know, what, what does that even mean? And then the older you get, you realize that when you say connections, you mean friends, they're just friends, mm. you know, who, mm might have work for you and in the same way like you've probably given other people work and you know that comes back and you know so it's it's just it's just about forming long-lasting relationships and friendships with people who are in the same kind of industry with you because you know that's that's ultimately the best way that you're going to that's that's where you're going to get all your work yeah the only reason i pretend to be friends with you is i was just literally about end. to say that <laughs> <laughs> this relationship we've had for so many years is all based on the fact you want to win work brilliant yeah. <laughs> <laughs> brilliant so um obviously on your podcast you had you had um a, a very famous guest not quite as famous as the guest i've got on my podcast now yeah <laughs> by proxy um <laughs> but how did that relationship come around with 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 Robbie Williams? Was it, you know, did, as you just described there, he's kind of come to you and you've kind of gone, let's let's meet for a brew. Um, it's exactly that. It was just it was just literally he he followed me on Instagram um, because he watched the the battle rap stuff that I'd done, and he he, he turns out he's a big big fan of battle rap. Mm-hmm. And then um, yeah, we we chatted for a little bit back and forth, and then I said, you know, do you want to meet up for a drink and went around his uh, his hotel a few days later and we just got along really well and he's just a really really cool nice friendly guy who had loads of questions about battle rap and you know the world that I'm from which made me feel really at ease it was yeah. much easier to talk about myself than just sort of be like oh, what's your favorite mints <laughs> so, like, <laughs> it was uh, it was great to to feel like he was the one who wanted to ask things of me and then yeah you know, we've just sort of been chatting ever since. And he's a great, he's a great person to know because his life is so detached from mine. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Like yeah. he travels the world very casually and like performs in front of huge amount of people and has had an amazing, amazing career. Mm. And it's just, it's kind of unfathomable to me. So it's, a, it's, it's really unique to be able to talk to someone in that kind of position. Yeah. And he's got so much advice and you know so many lessons to to sort of teach and um and yeah so one day i was just like you know hop on hop on the podcast you know he's a songwriter obviously i don't know if you know that about him but he's um and uh and and it was all about rhyme and things like that and we had a chat and uh he wanted he, you know he was just dropping all this kind of advice and things like that we didn't talk about rhyme that much no uh, but you know but, what i found really interesting on, on that episode was was the fact that he at, at certain points it almost sounded like he was your dad he <laughs> 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 literally started saying to you what's your plans adam like what are you doing with your life <laughs> like wh- why wh- where's the future in this he's like yeah. really he's like that's such a niche market adam why yeah. why do you want to do this and he's right and i do need to fuck up i do need to pull my socks up and tidy my room I do. but no I do, it, it, it was a it was a really good chat because it did sort of like make me realize that when people say what's your goal i don't really know all the time mm. you know i think that's why i've had quite an eclectic sort of career where i've done a bit of a bit of rap battling a bit of presenting a bit of acting a bit of script writing a bit of a writing a book you know there's loads of weird 
things that, that mm. I sort of do. And and it's kind of because I don't have a final goal. And But I also, I'm not that worried about that because I know it's not the kind of thing you can really force. You know, I know the idea of the kind of thing that I want and I, know, I could put down, you know, 10 things I would like to happen in my lifetime, you know, be a millionaire, get a house, blah, blah, blah. But in terms of what my ultimate <clears throat> position would be, I'm not entirely sure, um, but I know that I'm in the world of it. I know that it mm. is going to be something to do with writing. I know that it's something to do with performing and, and that kind of thing. So I think as long as I keep working towards that, um, I should be okay. But but yeah, it was it was it was interesting to see myself wither under the lights of quite a simple <laughs> question and what that <laughs> meant about me. <laughs> I think when you mentioned a minute ago how when you first met with him, he was really interested in you. Mm. That just shines the light on your previous comment earlier around when these people are, you know, these people who are really big and famous and they've got a great, um, you know, they've got great exposure and they could potentially help you in your career they're also really interested in speaking to you. They've, they've, if they've made that first contact, the reason they've made that first contact is because either they like what you do, they're, you know, they're interested in you. So when you first met with Robbie Williams, it wasn't a case of you being like, how's, how's Gary Barlow? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was just orange of the family. You know, it was actually him going, how's, how's Marlo? How's yeah. her? What's her like yeah. in real life? Yeah. Um, you know, uh, for, for reference, her is the, yeah, <laughs> uh, a, a rap, ba- another rap battler. He, he used to kind of manage the league that, that Adam was in. But, um, yeah, I guess, I guess that's where, 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 if anyone is listening to this, who, who, if anyone is listening to this, it's not actually, but, <laughs> but if you, you know, if you are looking to, to kind of, um, propel or, or you know, further your your own personal brand really take that advice on um because if people are reaching out to you first they're interested in you um yeah. don't just don't just sit on it and go oh that was nice and show your mum the tweet yeah you know, reach out get, get back in touch with them and and try and get that you know at the moment it might you might not be able to meet for a beer or a coffee get a zoom call with them have a chat with yeah. them because they'll be just as interested in you as you are them um, and, and, because they're just normal people and don't be afraid to do favors as well. Like, you know, th- th- there's, there's never been a, a point in my career where I could afford to not do paid work. I would say like, it's always, I've, you know, I it's not like I'm hugely successful and I can just sort of like go, well, I've got enough now. I'll do a couple of freebies and then I'll get back to it. Like it's always been very, very important for me to try and get as much paid work as possible, but you can't expect things to develop if you're not willing to sort of like put yourself out there and do the odd thing for free and do a favor here and there because it's always probably going to lead to to better things and you know a lot of the time like you know recently I got um a message from some guys who who work on Radio Essex who you know they get a hundred thousand listeners like casually which is a really huge number and they they just asked me to do like the odd bit here and there on their on their radio station of like the odd bit of involvement possibly as a weekly thing and you know that i know that they're not going to be able to pay me mm. but it's, it's one of those things where like it's exposure isn't it yeah. again someone's reached out 
you know, you never know where that person is going as well. You know, next year they might be the king of England. <laughs> and then, but like, you know, they, they, it's always worth doing a couple of bits of free. Don't let people take the mick, but it's, it's always yeah. worth doing little bits for free, even if you think that you can't afford it, because, you know, most of the time it's either do that or do nothing. Mm -hmm. And you might as well do the thing mm -hmm. that's getting your name out there a bit. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Cool. Thanks a lot for, uh, for coming on. And it's been really, really I good chat. It. Really good. Yeah, um, it's lovely. Thanks for having me on, mate. Oh, no worries, no worries. I'm sure we'll uh, catch up soon and hopefully one day soon we'll be able to see each other in, in person. And, I'd rather not. And, uh, <laughs> I can smell those lovely locks once more. <laughs> nice one, Adam. Thanks a lot, mate. Nice one, mate. Thanks for having me. Get the book, everyone, yeah? Thank you for listening. And if you'd like to purchase Adam's book, please head to shuffle-t.com. You'll also be able to find him on Instagram, shuffle underscore underscore t. If you'd like to follow Trunk, it's Insta by Trunk, and you'll be able to find me at ab.utv. Remember to subscribe to this podcast to be the first to hear the next episode, where I'll be joined by branding guru, John Greaves. Bye.